every one of your listing images is an ad and like your hero image is like essentially a static image ad that is severely limited in terms of what you're actually allowed to do with it. How do you play within the constraints and make a static image ad that converts? Honestly, one of the largest mistakes, these here's how to set it up is the only video on the listing, which does nothing to really help you sell it, but it does provide a purpose when someone's already bought it. Have a video that actually sells the product. Ideally, someone can make a purchase decision after just looking at your images. So they don't need to go read bullets. They don't need to jump to your website and do a bunch of comparison review. They don't need to go look at competitors. They're sold. With Tapcart, you can instantly turn your Shopify store into an epic mobile app and power a low upkeep revenue stream designed to convert mobile shoppers. And with Q4 just around the corner, there's never been a better time to set up your brand's mobile app. Just like Messi, who launched in 2020 and literally three times his sales, or Reason Clothing, who saw a 42% increase in sales over Black Friday, or LSKD, who reached number one on the App Store last year, beating out brands like Nike and Amazon. Mobile apps give your brand a new owned distribution channel with better conversion rates, higher AOV, and arm you with push notifications that just blow other channels out of the water when it comes to eliciting a purchase. Be like Messi and check out tapcart.com. That's T-A-P-C-A-R-T.com and get your mobile app started today. Clifford's got his tab. Is that, what is that? This? It looks like tab. It's Guru. Oh, Guru. <laughs> You're channeling it. I love it. You're getting ready for your education launch. Channeling education guru. You heard it here first. It's all killer, no filler. This is the D2C podcast. I'm Eric and we're with Clifford and Rob from Pilot House's Amazon team. We were just previewing a course that we're working on with Clifford. It's going to be the ultimate Amazon ads course ever created, but we're not, we're just teasing that right now. We're in the whisper phase of that launch. Instead of that, we're actually going to talk about your listings, your Amazon listing images and how to make sure you do those picture perfect every time. Great idea. What, what are we talking about here, guys? What, what do you want to say? I mean, we can start with the first image that everyone sees, which is the hero image. I feel like that's a, a good place to, to really kick off. Do it. All right. Um, hero image is like, unless you're running a top of search sponsored brand placement, hero image is the first experience someone has with your brand. So spending a lot of time on that to really draw someone in and create a good experience is, I would say, important. But also, when you think about that first experience, you're trying to draw the eye and get the click. The better you can optimize your hero image, the more traffic you're gonna to get to your listing. So it seems like such a simple image because Amazon has so many restrictions around it, but I feel like it is very important to focus on and really lean into. And when looking at a hero, it's like, it's gonna be in the sea of search results. So I think the first thing to look at is like, how do you draw the eye? How do you make it stand out? And the way to start with that is looking at, well, what's everyone else doing? Like if you search your top keywords, where do you want to compete? What does everyone else look like? What are they including? What are they not including? And start to say like, well, like how do we not fit in, but how do we stand out? And if you can draw the eye and get the click, then your listing is going to do the heavy work of selling. We, we launched a creative corner this week and we talked a lot about negative space in, in your ads and in your videos. I noticed, you know, most people use that, that white sort of matrix background yeah, how do you balance like cramming imagery in there versus max, you know, still having negative space to to draw the eye? The outside pixels of your hero image have to be full blank white for Amazon to approve it. And what happens is when you do leave them full white, they allows your image to take up more of that 
box. So you only get a certain size box on those search results pages. And if you change those outside pixels to something that's even just one shade off of pure white, what's going to happen is your image is going to be a lot smaller. So what we see as a common mistake um, when people are trying to make an image that, you know, has the right amount of white space and whatnot around it, but what they're doing is using like a shadow behind their product, but the shadow is so large it's taking up half of the square and then the product itself looks way smaller. Whereas if they would have just straight up cut off that shadow halfway across and then left those pixels fully white, then the product would have been way bigger and looks a lot better in the search results. And if if you're competing with dozens and dozens of other products and the search result and yours is half of the size, it's not going to bode well. Love it. Take up space. Look at your competitors. Stand out from there. What else are we doing with this hero image? So one of the fun ones is to, depending on the product you're selling, but invoke a reaction or invoke a craving. Uh, the easiest way to picture this is like if you're selling a cold drink, like the classic Coca-Cola ad where it's like everyone has like Coke going into a glass that it's like condensating and it just makes you crave like a refreshing beverage. So if you're selling a cold drink, like make the can have condensation on it, have a glass next to it with a drink in it and ice in it, like all that stuff that says like, ooh, people want it. This, I would say, does double duty with speaking to the keyword people are searching for. So if you include something within the product or the image that passes Amazon's TOS or doesn't get caught by their bots to really speak to the keyword. And this might be including some of the ingredients. So if someone's searching for a particular ingredient, having that in the background, if someone like adding packaging to the image that has some text on it that explains what the product is or speaks to your top keyword, just so it's super clear to someone who's scanning through this sea of listing images that yours is the one they want. And it gets like, draw the eye, speak to the customer, get the click. I'm just looking at cold drinks on Amazon and it, it, you definitely want to add your drink in a glass, those sweat lines, those sweat, you know, things on the outside of your can because it, it really does make it stand out. I wonder if you could just make anything sweat and ha- see, like if it was you're selling pickleball rackets, could you make it look like the pickleball racket was sweating? Probably not. You could try. I mean, appealing. everything. Actually, that goes to one of my other points. A, B, test everything. You can make all the assumptions you want, but like at the end of the day, you can stare at two images and say, hey, this one's definitely going to work better. But like, unless you've got the data to back that up. Like I would, I would love to be proved wrong by data every day because it means that I found a better one. Um, the beverages are a good example too because a Coke can or bottle is a very portrait orientation product when it's just straight up there. If you were just to put that on its own right there, you're taking up a fraction of that whole square that you get. It's always a square that you get. You don't get a rectangle, you get a square. So to make the most use of that square, that's why you see a lot of what Rob described there is you see all over Amazon, you look at any of the beverage categories, you'll see a can or a bottle and you'll see their six or 12 pack that they're actually selling behind it, just behind it in the back. But what you'll see less of is that can or bottle with the sweat put on the can in front, with the reflection underneath and a nice shadow behind it, with something that actually says what they're selling above it. Like what you can do and what many successful brands have done on Amazon is maybe that case that you have behind it, maybe your main keyword is, I don't know, you're a new organic energy drink, common one, drinking one right now. Uh, If you're a new organic energy drink, 
maybe you put on that packaging behind it the word organic energy drink. So when someone searches that, it's right there on the product behind it. Now, you're a little bit outside of the TOS if your packaging doesn't say that directly on it. But, you know, you're going to have gray area here. Might as well use that space, get your keyword across while still having the good looking hero image and taking up as much of the square as you can. I'm just, as a great example, I'm just looking up, you know, you look up cold drinks on Amazon, you see Pepsi and Coca-Cola. Pepsi has a full uh, square with a sweaty can on it, on the, on the box. So they're getting the best of both worlds. They're taking up all the space and next to Coca-Cola that just has this like little skinny thing. And it's funny because it looks like Pepsi is outperforming on this keyword definitely over Coca-Cola. And that you rarely see that in a world where you have to be like, is it okay we have Pepsi? You know, it's, so it's interesting to see they're, they're doing well on Amazon. The last point we have here, and you may have spoke to this a little bit, is you just want to show what people are getting. I go back to the pickleball example I was on there. It's not just the paddle. It shows the, all the balls, the multiple paddles. Yeah, and that's that's one piece that, like, again, sort of, I mean, I've said it some multiple times already, like, all these kind of aspects work together. So in terms of showing the customer you're getting, you're also taking up real estate. You're also positioning the accessories that might come with your product in a way that draw the eye and catch attention and add value and show customers what you're getting and ideally speak to the keyword if people are searching like pickleball set related keywords. So you're kind of trying to capture all those different things. Um, but that is one thing to think about when building a listing images like, well, what does the product come with? Does that add value? How do I show that in an aesthetically pleasing way that does move a customer closer to a purchase? Keeping in mind, these hero images aren't just for your organic search results. All of the things we talk about with ads, with sponsored product ads, sponsored brand ads, all of them use your hero image in those search results. You're just paying to put that hero image somewhere else. That's what your ads are. You're you're paying Amazon money to put your hero image in front of other people who are searching for something else. So like you're affecting everything. So a, a half a percent change in your click-through rate like a half a point change could be a massive change in not just your organic sales, but your return on your ad spend, your conversion rate on ads. Like it, it could affect everything downstream just from a very, very small improvement in your hero image. So it's not just like it's only hitting the people who organically search it. It affects every aspect of your entire Amazon business with that product. That's why they call it the hero. Exactly. And like Clifford said this in the call before this where Tatton is like every one of your listing images is an ad and like your hero image is like essentially a static image ad that is severely limited in terms of what you're actually allowed to do with it. So then it's like how do you play within the constraints and make a static image ad that converts? And your conversion in this point is the, in my opinion, the click because then once they get the click, then you're on the listing and then you can actually do the heavy selling there. And you can use the supporting listing images. So what do we want to do with all of the supporting images if we've discussed the hero? My biggest thing with supporting listing images that applies to all of them is every image should move you closer to a purchase in some way. Whether that's combating an objection, whether it's adding value, whether it's being on brand, maybe, maybe it's invoking a craving. But I would say when you're going through each image, ask yourself, is it moving the customer closer to a purchase? 100%. Yeah, I love that point. And then... Um, when you're, like, depending on the different category you're in, there's a lot of requirement things you need to get around, right? So let's say you're in something like beverages, we're on the topic. Maybe you need to list your ingredients somewhere on there. Maybe you need to get your nutrition facts somewhere in there. But you don't need to have a back-of-the-can shot. That's it. That's all it is. You could have your ingredients shot, and beside it, you have a couple little points of pointing to the ingredients, this is why this one's good, and this is why this one's good, or something. Or 
you just mention some branded thing beside it in that image. Like there's just no reason to take your six or so that show immediately and nine or so total listing images that you get. There's no reason for them to be boring, horrible images that aren't on brand. Like just because you need, there is some things in some categories you need to get across. Maybe it's dimensions in another category or whatnot. But every time you do that, you can still use them. Like Rob said, every image getting them closer to the conversion is not just about getting across the little specifics you need to get across, it's also using every one of those as a selling point. If it has to be dimensions, well, here's why these dimensions are great. This is better because of this. We've designed it to purposely be this long because we know it's the perfect length for your shower curtain rod. You know what I mean? Like every one of these images should have a selling point around it with brand coherency behind it. Pepsi's letting me down. I'm looking at its supporting images and it's, it's not looking that good. They repeat their nutrition facts twice, which you think you wouldn't really want to lean on the 42 grams of sugar that you're mentioning twice. It does tell you what size it is in your hand, which I think is convenient. I don't know, maybe there are FDA limitations about what they can put in there, but they have so many amazing advertising images. I'm surprised they're not using that real estate to like show even, I don't, I don't know, just to show other aspects of the product. It's like they just dumped a bunch of images there. Yeah, and like with brands like, Pepsi, you're probably doing different things. Like you're not this like brand new DTC pop brand that's trying to sell on all these like different ingredients and the the value, like your Pepsi. So it's like, well, what could you do? It's like, well, you could throw up like some nice lifestyle images and like um, people enjoying it across like varying um, locations. You could also like put up like an ingredient or a recipe image for like how to make a great Pepsi cocktail. Pepsi probably doesn't want to do that, but like you can you can use images to do value add things like that. I would say another thing that brands sometimes don't think about with listing images is preventing negative reviews. And that's both from a, if you know you get negative reviews on your DTC site, for example, for a particular reason, and it's say it's like a misuse reason. My customers always like, they just are bad at using the product or it's a misinterpretation. Like they think it does something and it's really common that they think it does a particular thing, but yours actually doesn't do that thing. You could call it out in a listing image. And like, it's kind of like that might actually hurt your conversion rate slightly because you might get less people buying. But if you're getting the people who are going to leave a negative review not buying anyway, then that's actually a good thing because you want to invoke a positive review. So if you can either educate customers on something they normally get wrong or provide additional value and like product use information that's going to let them have a better experience that can lead to better positive reviews and you can combat that within the listing images. I like that. Like Pepsi is much better in a glass with ice. So you should be showing it in a glass with ice, you know, anything else to add on the uh, supporting images here, uh, Clifford? Um, Keeping in mind when you're doing this, that something around 60, 70% for most brands of your shoppers are on mobile. It's obviously huge to make sure that every aspect of all of these images will look good on mobile. And especially considering the way they flow together because people are a lot more likely to carousel swipe on mobile than they are to scroll through your images on desktop. Um, Also keeping in mind the way that your variations look together, especially on mobile because people will swipe easier through your variations possibly. Um, So making sure that there's a lot of consistency there. And I think that's that consistency is a really big message that kind of stays across this whole thing is from your hero hero image to that last listing image to the A plus content below, like you have a certain brand look and feel that your packaging has, like a lot of, almost every brand puts all of this time and effort into designing their packaging the perfect way and the perfect colors and the perfect font. 
just keep that consistent through your images, whether it's with overlays or other packaging or lifestyle images, or you put your packaging pink, so you made all the people in the ads or in your images wear pink, whatever it might be, keeping their that consistency throughout your listing images and your A+, and all of the imagery on Amazon creates a much nicer appealing feel and creates much more of a brand. I know you're still on an Amazon product page. It's not amazing, but it's much more of a branded experience than you'll get from if you just have, you know, here's six around the product shots of my product on a desk. It creates a way better experience on the website if you do have like those nice cohesive images and if those actually match with your A-plus content and that matches through to your store. So whenever someone clicks on any one of your products across Amazon, it feels like they're shopping the brand, not Amazon. It feels a lot more polished. It feels a lot more professional, as well as like from a brand place standpoint, like one of the fears lots of DTZ brands had before about moving to Amazon was like losing some of that experience and losing some of that um that brand presence that they love to create and they feel like they have a hold on with DTC is like, you don't have to fully give that away when you come to Amazon. There is a way to get as close as possible. Um, and that creates a really good customer experience too. Very cool. I know we mentioned, uh, we talked about videos before. What are videos still something that, that are, that are, can you, can, can you put video on, uh, on Amazon pages? Yeah. Yeah. You can have a, the brand can upload, I think up to three videos themselves that will show you pick one. That's like the main video that shows Amazon is even depending on the category currently in app on mobile. Some listings will start auto playing the video that's attached to the listing when you're almost just even just hovering or looking at some of the listings before you even click in. So for some categories, video is becoming a lot more critically important than it was previously. Very cool. And are those videos custom made or are they ads that are repurposed? How does, how does do those videos generally work? Typically brands just use their like very common product video or brand kind of intro video that goes on there. Uh, honestly, one of the largest mistakes we see is that these end up being like demonstration videos in a way. And what I mean by that is like, here's how to set it up is the only video on the listing which does nothing to really help you sell it, but it does provide a purpose once someone's already bought it. So having a video that actually sells the product be your first main one, and then maybe having the how to set it up behind it is fine, but um, usually it will be something that is this the similar type of thing that they might run as a as a video ad on, on Meta is something that they could just upload as the first video on Amazon, and it would typically probably perform quite well. Yeah, I would say like so you're slightly like your slightly longer form product-based ad, where it's like a bit of an explainer, goes into some of the details, but still very stylized and still very like focused on selling the product, but it's also providing a lot of information. It's not necessarily just a hook. Whereas sometimes with a meta ad, they're so short that it's like, you're just trying to get the hook and you're doing the selling on the page. Here, we've got them to the page, so we're actually like doing some of the selling in the video. So we do want some explanation there, but we don't want it to be just like, the demonstration video where it's like dry and boring or like the how to set it up, which is like, yeah, I'm converted I'm down the rabbit hole. It's like, no, it's like make it engaging, make it add value, but show somebody 
like sell some of the product, show them the features, show them the benefits. It's interesting because most most ads that sell these days, I feel, are some form of creator or user-generated content has that sort of scrappy feel to it. And I think in Amazon, you're not anticipating that. You're anticipating something a bit more polished. So I would love, I'd love to see a combination of those approaches where you do have some aspect of it looking like a polished brand video, but then also having UGC or like uh, you know social proof in that format that tends to convert really well online. You could totally mix that in to as part of the video and like use it toward like I would say almost. Well, actually, you could use it as the hook. I mean, you can do things a million different ways. Like, I could see it as, like, the hook to get people into the video. Or also, like, once you've kind of sold someone, like, here's the benefits. Here's, like, combat some objections. Someone's like, ooh, I kind of want this. And then hit them with the social proof at the end that's, like, like reinforces the fact that people are saying this is a great product. They love it, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm to play around with that from a video editing perspective and see what, what invokes the best response. Uh, anything else to add about the images here? I think we've covered. I think everything. Everything everyone needs to know about these uh, these two category of images. Anything anything final to add? I'd just say, um, ideally, you can get someone can make a purchase decision after just looking at your images, so they don't need to go read bullets. They don't need to jump to your website and do a bunch of comparison review. They don't need to go look at competitors. They're sold. That's a big ask for some products, but if you can try and get to that point then you're conveying a lot of the information, you're, combat, you're combating the objections, you're hitting your pain points, you're providing enough value that someone's like, yes, I want this, buy it. Um, I would say that's a good bar to try and get them to. And to loop, to loop back to something you said at the beginning with the hero images being the way that you click through, the other images are what convert. So you're really looking at like two, your two main metrics being affected drastically by your images. Your, your hero being the one that affects your CTR and all of the rest of your listing images being what affect your conversion rate. So like if your CTR is lacking, your click-through rate is lacking, look at your hero image and try to diagnose the problem. And if your conversion rate is lacking, look at your extra listing images now price and all the rest of it that goes into that, but look at your extra listing images outside of your hero and think about what they're not doing to not convert someone, if that's where the issue lands. But like, don't look at your hero for conversion and don't look at your extra images, obviously, for click-through rate. It's all part of the process. Fantastic, guys. I was just Googling like, what's new with Jeff Bezos, and I saw that Jeff Bezos is complimenting India for its moon landing. And, uh, and we're, we're talking about high-quality images here. Have you guys seen the high-quality images of the moon landing? Because I have I have a few doubts, but Jeff Bezos doesn't apparently. So maybe he'll get there with Blue Origin as well. But I, I feel like the whole operation could use some higher-quality product images because uh, I don't know if I buy it. Anyway, <laughs> love to end Amazon podcasts on a weird note. And we'll be talking to you more as we uh, as we launch this uh, this secret project that we're working on about Amazon ads. And I think if anyone in this audience is interested in learning more, we may uh, may need some pilot people to go through it. So you can email me at eric at directtoconsumer.co if you'd love to, to get a, a look at our Amazon ads course, a little preview. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you're not a subscriber to our newsletter, you can do that right now at directtoconsumer, all one word, dot co. I'm Eric Dick, and this has been the D2C Podcast. We'll see you next time.